New to the living healthy lifestyle or a healthy living veteran, this is your place for honest answers. Naturally Savvy with registered holistic nutritionist Andrea Donsky and health journalist Lisa Davis. So glad you're listening to Naturally Savvy. My fantastic co-host Andrea is away today. Well, today we're going to be talking about something called Super Moms. Now, you know, I, I've got a child, I talk about her at times, and she's got some special needs, and it's very challenging, and I'm balancing that, and work, and three dogs, and the husband, da, 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 and it can be very overwhelming. So I've given up trying to be a super mom. I'm just trying to be the best mom in person I can be. So super moms everywhere, quit fooling yourselves. That's what we're talking about today. You can still do a really great job. You can do what you need to do for them and for yourself, but you got to just take a breath, and take it a little bit easier. And here to talk about this is the fantastic Neely Fisher. Hello, Neely. Hi, Lisa. I'm so happy to be talking to you again. We had the best time. Neely was on uh, my other show here on Radio MD, Talk Healthy Today. You should check it out. And, and we talked all about her being the flexible chef and about recipes and cooking. And today we're going to focus on the mom. All right. So Neely, talk to us about this whole super mom thing. How do you navigate this? Okay, so just to give you an idea of where I am right now, to, to put super mom context in perspective, sure. we're, out, we're out on our ranch in Montana, and I had this, this like, very organized, like, semi-chaotic moment, and if you're a mom out there, you know what I'm talking about, where, like, you're on the one hand organized and the un, on the other hand semi-chaotic, and I was like, okay, everybody needs to leave the house, and I put a note on the door saying, do not disturb for 30 minutes. I set my husband out with the kids, and, like, I had to set my – I'm actually in a little room with the door closed, and, and uh, you know, I, I, like, carved out this little moment with you guys and sent them all away because we all know what happens when you get disturbed in the moment. So I'm, I'm like, a living example right now of what it means to try to, you know, juggle career and um, important, important work that we all um, are called on to do, and at the same time, I'm raising four kids, and I'm – on a summer vacation with them. So it's like, how do you make all of that work for everybody? That is hard. But yeah, I have to say the summer is really tough. You know, everybody I know puts their kids in camps and they're constantly busy. I probably should have, but I didn't. So <laughs> my daughter's always around. Uh, so I have, I do have some help though, which is good. I have some teen girls that come over and play with her and help us out and everything. Because otherwise, like the, for the first couple of weeks of summer though, I didn't have any help at all. And I, I mean, it was, it's so hard to get work done, isn't it? And, and then you feel bad because you're not working, but then if you, I have to ignore her for a little bit to work, then she gets mad. And it, it's so hard to, you know, keep it all together. Totally. And I think that you, you, you sort of said it, like you got help this summer. And I mean, we're jumping ahead a little bit, but one of the keys to sure. trying to find sanity and balance is really to be able to um, ask for help and figure out what your help networks are. And um, at some stage, the kids are big enough to kind of help themselves. But until then, we need to kind of, um, we need to kind of be able to ask for what we need. Yeah, we do. Because, you know, you can't do it all yourself. And that's the whole thing about the super mom it's damaging, right? Because then it feels like you can't ask for help. And then you just put more pressure on yourself. And then it's this vicious cycle where things aren't getting done. And if you put too much pressure, you wouldn't have this nice little niche where you were able to kick your husband and kids out, right? Exactly. <laughs> you would be too stressed out. Or they feel bad or this or that. You know, I, uh, I have three dogs in my studio right now. So I'm, you know, I'm still trying to balance them. I'd like to throw them outside, but then they bark. So like, what are you going to do? <laughs> Oh, gosh. Well, before we spoke, I, I actually Googled Supermom. And oh, cool. <laughs> the Webster Dictionary definition of a Supermom 
is an exemplary mother or also mm. a woman who performs the traditional duties of housekeeping and child rearing while also having a full-time job. And it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I'm think about that for a second. I'm surprised it's even in there. Sorry? I know. I'm, I'm, that sounds very 1950s. I, um, I didn't even know it was in there. Super mom is a woman who is so super at doing both. Wow. Well, good for her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wherever you are out there, good for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Send her over. <laughs> I could use some help. <laughs> that is so funny. I just thought it was an expression. I didn't know it was like a thing. You know what I mean? Like, wow. Yeah. Were you surprised and... to see it in the dictionary or not really? Sorry? Were you surprised to see it when you looked it up? Yeah, I mean, really? look, I, I, I think that, um, well, it, it's a term that gets bounced around. Um, so yeah. often, in fact, uh, in fact, I was recently interviewed. I actually have a, an article about the super mom debate on my website. And I was oh. interviewed because the title of it was like, I can't remember exactly, but it was like, you know, seven super moms or something in Hong Kong and, and their secrets to being super moms. And, and I started off the article by saying, let's just be clear, like, I'm not a super mom. Like, actually, nobody is. And I sort of demystify the whole idea of it. Um, and it's interesting, so super mom as a word or as, a, as an idea seems to be something that other people think other people are. And yet I would think that a super mom is really, you know, from, from your kid's perspective, if you're super, you're a great mom. If you're a great mom, you're super to them. That's really the only super mom um, definition that I'm kind of comfortable with is for my parents, for my parents, for my kids to think that her mom or parents are super parents, super moms, whatever, yes. same, right? Um, exactly. But yeah, uh, I have a lot to say. Oh, I like that. Okay, no, so in this article where you highlighted some, what were some of the things that made them in the article, or put them in the article? Why did you choose them? Just tell us a little about these gals. Um, yeah, so I actually didn't write the article, right? I was interviewed oh. um, by oh, somebody else. Look at you. Yeah, I was interviewed oh. as a super mom, like, these six moms who are super moms, right? So I wrote an article sort of demystifying the whole concept of super mom, right? Um, you know, basically saying that there's no such thing. And the term somehow implies that we have this perfectly, perfectly manicured home, this wonderfully happy marriage, these great, well-behaved, groomed children, a clean house, a healthy dinner on the table, and we're somehow successful in our careers, in, in whatever that, whatever success means. And obviously, obviously that, um, that ideal sets many of us up for, for failure or for some sort of level of expectation that can create a tremendous amount of stress. And this idea that, um, I use, I use the idea of perfection a lot because I call myself a recovering perfectionist. And it's this idea that we, um, we ought to be perfect at all of these things. Um, I always like to say that you can do anything you want. You just can't do it all at once. Um, have oh, you seen like that. Wonder Woman, the movie? No, I haven't. Okay. So, um, for those of you who haven't seen the movie, it's, uh, this Israeli superstar who stars as Wonder Woman. Um, she's, she's, she's actually not a woman. She turns out to be a God, but, oh shoot, I just gave that a little bit away. But anyway, she's this superpower. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, people are talking about, and it is a very inspirational story about what women are capable of. And we are, we're capable of, of anything that we want to do in life. Um, and the, the thing is though, that 
uh, Wonder Woman had one thing to do in the movie. She never changed diapers. She never made dinner. She didn't have a husband. All she, her only job was to save the world. Okay, that's a big job. But that's her, that was her one thing, right? Kill Ares, save the planet. And that's amazing. And we can all be Wonder Women in particular areas of our life, in particular chosen times. We just may not be able to do them all at the same time. Oh, I like that. I think I'd like to take that on. <laughs> she can take care of my kid and the house and the dogs and the cooking and the cleaning and everything else. And I'll go off and be Wonder Woman. You know, it's really funny. I'm so glad that you clarified because I, I obviously misunderstood when you were talking about that article about the super mom. I'm thinking that's really interesting. She did. She interviewed women about being super moms, but what she doesn't believe in super moms. And then she wrote an article about how there are no super moms. I'm like, this is a really interesting woman. I don't really understand, but okay. So that was pretty funny. <laughs> Sorry. See, I've been up since 5 a.m. So somewhere my brain is, uh, you know, it's always either my kid or one of the three dogs always wakes me up super early. So. Right. Well, speaking oh, of 5 a.m., one of the ways in which yes. we can all be great at the task at hand is um, to, to, to consider the times of day where you can be most productive. So like 5 a.m. for me, for example, my kids are still asleep. It's my perfect opportunity to get work done quietly without the stress of having so many other things pull at me. So we can talk about these strategies later, but one of my success strategies for being um, successful with a dose of sanity and sort of happiness in my life is to carve out these times where I know I can super focus. Um, and for some of us, that might be waking up early. For some of us, that might be squeezing it in in the middle of the day right before the kids get home or after they go to sleep or something. Because um, I think... Um, Although it's, a, although it's an impossible uh, ideal to, to think of yourself as being perfect in all these areas, it's certainly not impossible to consider that you can be amazing at anything you want to be, and that does require some hard work and some dedication and some organization and some planning around when can I do the things that I need to do to be most successful. Yeah, you know, it's true. It's funny, my, uh, my husband... He write in addition to his full time job, and he works a lot. Uh, he's he writes novels, and so he gets up every day at four thirty, and he does he writes for a couple hours. He does yoga, he meditates, and uh, you know, and then he comes up. and It's really nice on the days where uh, my daughter actually she's she's been sleeping in more, which is like a miracle because she never did. So today she didn't come and get me or see me until like six thirty. So it's pretty nice. I had from five until. <laughs> I'm like, this is fantastic because it's always me because he's always already doing his thing. And so if she gets up, she likes to have company and uh, I got to get her to just get up. You know, like I'm like, you don't need me. Just get up. <laughs> she how, like, how insists, you know, well, she's 13, but she's on the autism spectrum. So it's more like right. she's like eight just in her right. and she's very clingy and, you know, but anyhow, yeah. so it's just it's one of those things that we're working on. She'll be like, get up, mm -hmm. get up. And I'm like, go go get up. It's okay. You can get up. That's on another show. Mm -hmm. uh, how to, you know, detach from your clingy children. Uh, but at any rate, so it was nice this morning. That was my point. But I'm just saying that, you know, it sounds like when you can carve out that time for yourself, it makes a big difference. Absolutely. It is good. Now, how old are your kids? Um, my oldest is 15, almost 16. And I have a 13 year old and an almost 10 year old and an almost five year old. Oh, so you got the little one then. Yeah. And like I, I now that I have 
my older kids are getting older, they're really great at helping manage the little ones. And um, when you're, when your littlest is kind of past that three and four year old stage where they can sort of do some things on their own, um, I like to try to get them to be as sort of independent and self-reliant as possible. We're still working on the make your bed and make your own breakfast, but that, that'll come maybe in a year or two. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I think my daughter will be 25 when she finally stops asking me to make her breakfast. Um, <laughs> what are some other strategies, Neely, that we can implement to uh, be the superest moms we can be without being a super mom? So I'd like to offer you um, a couple of um, a couple of things that, that work for me and that I've seen over time and teaching work for other people and other inspirational moms. Um, so the first thing I think we all need to consider is what our desired outcome is. Because so many of us walk through life and we're not entirely sure about what we're trying to accomplish, right? We may not be sure about what our end objective is with our career. Why am I doing this? Should I be working Am I fulfilling my dreams? Am I making enough money? Do I not need to work? All of these questions. So instead of walking blindly into whatever it is you're doing, whether it's your career or raising your children or anything else, be really clear about what you want. And so what I recommend is to consider what your long-term goals are, what your monthly goals are, what your daily goals are, and check in with yourself and make sure that whatever you're doing is coming from a place of your desires. And this way, you get what you want. Um, oh, I really like that. Then the second thing is to get organized about how you're going to accomplish those goals, right? Have a strategy. Figure out when you're going to schedule in your weekly tasks, when you're going to get to the gym, making yourself a weekly menu, you know, scheduling, like we said, the calls when your kids are asleep, planning date night with your husband if that's one of your priorities to, you know, create a thriving marriage, right? So plan your outcomes, oh, yeah. get organized. And then obviously you have to prioritize and pivot and be flexible when things don't go your way. <laughs> um, and then um, obviously the other thing is we want to work hard but not smart right we're, we're prepared to we're strong and amazing and we have a tremendous amount of skills and talents and energy and what we want to do is try to channel it in a smart way right making sure to give yourself oh, yes. breaks in between um, you know even like your workouts right just being smart about how you schedule them maybe working really hard because, you know, you have 20 minutes and that's it. Um, and then making time for you. So scheduling in like your husband does, yoga and mindfulness and clean eating and pamper time and alone time and time for sleep, right? Oh, so important. Oh, right. We, uh, we talked about asking for help, getting yourself some help, whether it's hired help, kids help, family help, community help, husband help. Um, downtime help, which is like help for your soul, right? Just some space. Um, and yeah, just being realistic about prioritizing what's important in every given moment. Oh, I completely agree. Now, Neil, you are uh, the flexible chef. So we got to talk a little bit about food. <laughs> okay. And here on Naturally Savvy, we do encourage, well, we don't have to, but I would like to, we encourage people to, you know, eat all, uh, whole foods as often as possible and, and really stick with the natural stuff. Give us some tips for any meal planning or, or cooking healthy meals for your family. Yeah, um, sure. Um, well, first off, think about what your family likes. Um, so if I tell you to make a broccoli casserole and um, nobody likes broccoli, don't make that, right? So first, like, what do you guys like to eat? 
Um, and then I, I, I think that we all really only need about five or seven kind of core things that we like to do and that we know how to make well, whether it's roasted chicken, seared salmon, a great salad dressing. Um, these are some of my, my staples, right? Um, a pie, um, whatever your favorite dessert is. Um, learning how to doctor up box mixes, putting out a, putting out a great salad bar. Um, so whatever your couple things are, and then being able to modify and be flexible and play with variation. So for example, if you know how to make a perfectly seared salmon, and we're going to actually do a video about this this summer, um, knowing how to how to make five different interesting meals from that one basic skill. So making salmon tacos, salmon salad. Um, refrying the salmon with some other veggies and putting it on top of rice, whatever it is. So um, core recipes and things that your family loves. Oh, that's such a good idea. You know, it's so nice. Like if I buy rotisserie chicken, I want to try to make different things out of it. Maybe I'll make chicken tacos or maybe I'll take chicken and mix it with a bunch of vegetables or potatoes or, you know, yams or whatever, you know, whatever I have, get some frozen veggies in there. And uh, that way you use it all. Because what used to happen is I would get the, you know, the rotisserie chicken and then I would eat all the good part with like the crispy skin <laughs> You would put the rest in the fridge and then forget about it. And that's not good. That's wasteful. Well, my, my, so, you my know. favorite part about what you just said was that you bought the rotisserie chicken. <laughs> I know I'm supposed to make it, right? <laughs> Time saving. This is very smart. And then what you did is you docked oh, it, it oh, up okay. at home and you made yeah. it like a homemade meal. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I thought you were saying maybe I shouldn't buy the rotisserie chicken. Absolutely. Buy that chicken, girl. Woohoo. Okay. (laughs) You know, unless I can get my own rotisserie, I don't know how you get your chicken that way. It's so good. Yeah. They make attachments for your grill. Um, I don't have one, but um, yeah, it is pretty good. And if you, I'm a big believer in trying to get um, antibiotic free chicken. So those are a little bit harder to come by, by, which is the only struggle that I have, but you know, every once in a while is, is okay. Every day is sort of not so great. Yeah, no, I completely agree. It, uh, it is nice. So when you can do some shortcuts, like yesterday I did buy salmon that was already made. Um, but then I bought some fingerling potatoes that I made myself and then I had some, got some salad, you know, so it, it just like little shortcuts here and there can help. Absolutely. And the other thing is it like is good. planning your, this is like such obvious advice, but none of us really do it really well. It's planning your menu yeah. ahead of time, planning your shopping list ahead of time, double cooking, freezing, knowing what's coming so that you're not scrambling that night going, what's for dinner? Or your kids are popping out a bag of potato chips because dinner's not on the table and they're starving. Um, so just getting really organized beforehand. You know, I'm really good at doing that in the winter, but I'm hmm. not very good at doing that in the summer because I don't want to be in my kitchen. You know, like, especially because I live in the Northeast. And I mean, it's like nine months out of the year, it's cold. (laughs) So when it's nice out, this is where like, it's funny, because I'm in that situation today. And I'm thinking I got nothing like Mother Hubbard, the cupboard is bare, cripe, I got to go to the store, I got to figure out what I'm making for dinner. Whereas in the winter, I'll do that, I'll make a big pot of something, or I'll make chicken this, and I'll do that with it, and I'll do this with it. And it's so much easier. So um, and I think people like to eat lighter in the summer. I do. Mm-hmm. You know, usually if it's super hot, you don't want to be eating like a casserole or something. But That's it depends true. on the person. That's true. And and yeah, ha- at the same time, summer food's kind of usually easier to prepare, right? Like if you're just salads, for example, um, 
are, are usually kind of, it's usually less involved type of food eating, right? Maybe it's a barbecue with yeah. a salad on the side. It's pretty easy. I think the key, though, is to have a stocked pantry. So you could have your stocked mm, yes. pantry year-round, right? Like with all your sauces and your whatever canned beans, if you're using those. Or um, I am actually um, I'm, um, publishing a whole list of pantry items that I can share with you, too. And, like, just making sure oh, you great. have it. Um, the You know, the organic tuna. We just had some sardines the other day. If that sounds gross to you, that's fine. <laughs> but we like that, right? So having <laughs> no, the things so that healthy. you like. Um, yes. And then being able to reach for them. Yeah, it makes sense. I know. I, I'll be really good about keeping the pantry stocked. And then all of a sudden, I'll go through things and I'm not as organized. And yeah, I, I definitely need to. So this has been so great. We have like a couple minutes left. Is there any just last words, little tips you want to oh leave with gosh, us, Neely? Time flies when you're having fun. Doesn't it? I know. <laughs> my two you know what? Everyone chatting. out there, just... Um, be, be awesome at anything you're doing. Focus, focus on single tasks at a time and know that if you give 100% to each and every endeavor, you're on your way to success. Oh, that's fantastic. You know, I want to thank our wonderful sponsor this month, NeoCell. They have great products. They have great collagen, number one in the U.S., I love to eat their little chews. They have an acai berry. They have a mint chocolate one. I have to hide those for myself, though, because I'll, like, eat the whole pack. I have a really hard time with the, with the making sure I don't eat uh, too many sweets. So it, it, it is really good, though, and uh, it's really done wonders for my skin, I must say. So check them out at neocell.com. And where can we find you, Neely? Yeah, you can find me on my website, theflexiblechef.com. I have videos and articles and links to our Facebook page and to sign up for my weekly goodies that I that I send out. You can also find me on inst- on my personal Instagram at by Neely B Y N E A L Y. Wonderful, Neely. You're always welcome here. We always have such a great time. I want to thank everyone for listening to Naturally Savvy. If you could rate and review on iTunes, that would be so fantastic. I know I've said fantastic way too many times. I need to like get at the source. That would be wonderful, glorious. Uh, boy, I really need a better vocabulary. <laughs> at any rate, just rate and subscribe and review us and uh, check us out on Radio MD. Check us out on Twitter at Naturally Savvy and at Health Media Gal One. Thanks for listening. Send me a list of words that I could that descriptive words other than fantastic and have a great day stay well